Adonijah was King David's fourth son, but he should have been the first in line for the throne since his three older brothers were dead. Each of those sons had a different mother, and David had promised to yet another mother, Bathsheba, that the throne would go to her son, Solomon. Bathsheba held David to that promise as he was approaching the end, and even as Adonijah was getting ready to crown himself king the moment David passed away. So David interrupted the proceedings and established Solomon's throne before his death and ruined Adonijah's plans. The guests of his feast fled in fear, and Adonijah himself ran to the tabernacle and took hold of the horns of the altar, claiming sanctuary in God and begging for Solomon's word that he'd be spared. Solomon gave it, and Adonijah went home. And that could very well have been the end of it. Adonijah went from being first in line for his father's throne to being an enemy of his brother's throne to being a largely ignored member of the king's extended family. And if he had stayed there, if he had been content to be ignored, he maybe wouldn't have gotten himself killed. But... Abishag the Shunammite was something like a home care nurse for David in his old age, and Adonijah got it in his head that she should be his wife. So Adonijah went to the queen mother, to Bathsheba, and asked her to ask her son, his brother, the king, for permission to marry Abishag. Solomon saw that as a power play, worthy of death. Marrying a dead king's concubine could, in those days, have meant the transfer of power, Solomon gave the order and had his half-brother killed. Then came more death as Solomon established his throne for himself, but Adonijah didn't see it. He was dead. Now God himself had promised David what David promised Bathsheba, that Solomon would be king. So is Adonijah's mistake that he was working against God's will in trying to become king? It's hard to imagine he was unaware Maybe he just didn't care. At least not until there was an actual threat to his life. Then he cared. For a while. Until he stuck his nose in it again and got himself killed. Either one. Either partying in expectation of the crown or asking for it by asking for a wife. On its own, neither one would have gotten the result that the two got together. Some sins seem to have no consequences at all until they get compounded, until it's revealed that the consequence of the first sin is internal. People don't trust you anymore, and then you find out how much that distrust costs you when you test their trust again. And you get the axe for both. So it would be easy for us to see Adonijah as a casualty of God keeping his promise to sinful people who can't help but get in the way and get themselves killed. Adonijah couldn't help himself from butting in, from wanting what he couldn't have, from asking one too many times for what belonged to someone else. But framing it that way is all too fatalistic for me. It's Hard to imagine he was unaware. Adonijah had to have known what he was doing. He had to have known that testing his brother the king wasn't worth the risk and that getting in God's way never goes well at all. He had to have known. And so the real lesson about sin is not that we can do better if we just know more. The real lesson is that even when we know better, 
we can't do better because we can't help ourselves. The real lesson is that sin is the root of all self-destruction. The real lesson is that we are all too optimistic about how our sins will work out to save ourselves from the death that is the way that all sin works out every time. And it's that it ever works out differently that should surprise us. Every time we don't die. Every time we sin and the consequences hide enough for us to live a little while longer, enough for us to keep testing the boundaries of other people's trust and of God's own patience, that we don't immediately always get the destruction that we keep sticking our nose into, that's more mercy than we deserve. That there's any room at all for grace. Adonijah, the name, means the Lord is the Lord, or the Lord is the Lord. You can't hear the all capital letters name for God, but you get it, right? God is in charge and no one else of who gets to be king, of who gets what consequence for what mistake, of who gets to live another day. God is in charge of what happens to sinners because he's in charge of what happens to everything. And what does he give all of us? More mercy than we deserve. He gives us time. He gives himself room for his grace to find us. Solomon got to be king instead of Adonijah, so that Jesus would be the result of all of God's grace and mercy and patience. Even for Adonijah, his sins needed to compound and get him killed so that he could be saved by the Lord, who is the Lord of mercy. You and I are dust and breath, loved by God, bought by Jesus. This podcast is written and produced by me, Ethan Cherney, a pastor at Bethel Lutheran Church in Menasha, Wisconsin, member of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Outro music arranged and performed by Mr. Peter Shewey, who is like a well-watered garden. Keep in touch. Reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook at Dust and Breath Pod, or send an email to dustandbreathpod at gmail.com. Or you could write us a review, recommend a episode to somebody else. That's the only way other people find out about the show. Now go, do what God called you to do, be who God made you to be, see what God can do with dust and breath and faith in Jesus, his son. Mm-hmm.